You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. This is Chubas of Paiskim. We are continuing something that we began uh, before the, the Ptira of Rav Notat Svi Grimba, which was Shiurim dedicated to his Torah, his Psokim, called Chayyim Nota, Besecheinu, and beyond. And one of those people who had the schus to be involved with Rav Notat Grimblad for over 45 years is a Talmud uh, who took a cold call for me, Rav um, Rosen, Shlita, who is. Was is the editor of Star K's quarterly journal Kashrus Currents, an expert, of course, on liquors, industrial Kashrus. Uh, anybody who reads Kashrus Currents knows, of course, that he is someone who has not only expertise but a tremendous ava and a personality to boot uh, that really is tailor made for explaining uh, cases that are difficult and complex. And yet the aura of Torah is mayor through them. So Rav Tzvi is going to share with us. Uh, so, uh, I mentioned the last time when we were speaking about the, um, the during, during the Shiva of Rav Nota, uh, I had as part of the uh, New Orleans Koyal in the, in the late 70s, the distinct uh, uh, of having Rav Nota uh, take a uh, a very a very close interest to, uh, to us in the Kailal and to me in particular, and as we were learning, you know, he was for all intents and purposes our our go to Pisic uh, for for various for for almost any, for almost anything that that really needed psalkim. Aside from the Gitten, and aside from you know, from giving us a little love in the Nesrogim, and aside for the Matzahs, and aside for all the other things that Rabnata did for the South for us, um, we had we had Shilas. So we had in New Orleans. If anybody uh, has been there, there's uh, a very famous type of a uh, a donut called a beignet. A beignet is a French market donut. That is that is a very simple. It's a very simple product. It's where they have donuts and coffee. It's probably the forerunner of uh, of Dunkin' Donuts to a, to an extent. But this is the one thing that is the Michael uh, 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 in Cajun country. And um, the the we had a Shiloh in terms of the tigun of that of that donut as whether or not it's a, a Shiloh in terms of you know. Is it a, is a shayla of bishul? Is it a shayla of pas? Is it a, what should we do? So Ramnata gave me my very first, my very first kashrus assignment. And it really was my very first kashrus assignment. It was really the assignment that we, we know that in Kufyud Beis, we say that and it says, or they say, or a few Zorak Ella eats Echad So, you know, that's the, uh, the that's the, that is the, uh, the, the Halachan Kuf Yud Beis. And Rabbi Greenwood told me like this go to them. Explain to them that you would like to light their ovens. Now, the the unique thing about the Morning Call Cafe in Metairie, Louisiana, is that they were open. They were open twenty four seven, 
362 days a year. They were closed on Christmas. They were closed on New Year's. And they were closed on Mardi Gras. So, you know, Kedarkum, Kedarkum in, in New Orleans. So I had to go to the uh, owners and tell them that I'm one of the rabbis that, that are there in Metairie, Louisiana, and that I would like to go ahead and light. It's an, it's an incredibly long oven that, that just keeps on frying donuts. That's all they did there was fry donuts. And they say, so the psak, of course, of hashlochas kiseh, was was when I they they would turn off the 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 pilot, I would light the uh, oven and I let it go. It would go in perpetuity. This is Rav Nota's, you know, not everybody paskin, but the Rav Nota paskin that as long you know the oven goes on and Rehinaman of the same the, the uh, of this of the agreement of the psak as long as it goes on, it's fine and dandy. So that was you know our, my first intro. They realized that when after. After the, the their Chogah and after the New Year's and after Mardi Gras, they, they expected to see me there. So that was that was the, the as I say my my very first assignment. Then of course when I came to Alabama from the very very first day, Reb took me under his wings from all of the other uh, Shemush and Kashras and everything else. And then um, from we we transitioned to, to to St. Louis for a short time, and then to Baltimore. So in Baltimore, believe it or not, we had, um, I've had opportunity to be on the other end of, uh, of, the, uh, uh, of the table to, to a certain extent. The Rabnota used, used to do a number of companies that I took care of in the Star K for us in the South. And one such company was Riviana Foods in Memphis. Riviana is a very large company. It was a nice-sized company then. It's even larger now. And they had three, let's call three different categories of, of rice there. They would have the, the, just the raw rice, not a problem. They had the enrichments that came from Louisiana. They would have parboiled rice. Now, parboiled we, it is a, a little different. It's the what they do is they steam the the klipa. They steam actually what would be the the the, the hull uh, which has nutrients in it, and then they dry it, and then they have what is known as instant rice. Instant rice is uh, rice that which we're going to be. This is going to be the diun here. That when we that what they would do is that they would go and cook up the rice in water and um, put it, dry it, put it into uh, what they called boil in a bag. And you'd have to boil the rice to go ahead and to make the rice uh, edible again. Okay, well, we're going to go into the halachas in a second, which is, you know, one, one of the famous halachas. It's in the Yad Ephraim and the Afkas Rocha, but we're going to go ahead. Let's, let's set up the mitzias. As, as well as, as well as, um, that's uh, uh, factory of Riviana. I also had another Yadid who uh, I, I knew actually from St. Louis who lived in Aaron's Israel and his name is Yosef Mendelssohn. And he said when he, he, he retired to being a professor that he still wanted to go and travel. 
Fine, one of the places that he wanted to travel was in t- t- Tunisia. So in Tunisia, Tunisia, the Icar, Tunisian olive oil, Tunisian olives, not a difficult thing. Interestingly enough, there was a company. The company was called, called Diary, D-I-A-R-I, which is a pasta company. If anybody knows that pasta is a very interesting, is, is rather simple. It's rather simple. And the way that they make pasta is, and I'm going to give it an explanation on a, on a general, on a general uh, format and specifically to um, one thing called, one type, one t- variety called couscous. Now, the, the way that pasta is made Pasta is made by mixing flour and water. Very simple. And they go ahead. It's a, you know, we'll call it, it's a balila ava. You know, that they'll go ahead and they'll make it into a dough. Then they'll take this dough and they put it through what they call dyes or a dye cast. That basically you'll have different ways that they call it in the industry. You'll have long cuts such as spaghetti, fettuccine, that they'll go ahead and they'll they'll take this dough and they'll push it through the the form, cut it, and they have a slow cook for this pasta. The pasta will will, will cook for so that it's no won't be it won't be brittle. It has to be done in in this in in this fashion so that once it discharges from the end of the long you know from the long or the long cook that they will be able for the housewife to go ahead and to take it. It's not edible at that stage. It's not edible at that stage. And if, whether it's a long cut, such as a spaghetti, or a short cut, such as a macaroni, it comes in yavesh after you have the, the dough. And as you know, that you'll take out your, bo- your, bo- your, your box of, of spaghetti or your box of uh, macaroni, and you'll go ahead and you'll cook it up. All of these are the same. There is one which they call a very small uh, pasta product called couscous. Now, couscous is not to be, you know, they have Israeli couscous, which there in Tunisia, they call the Israeli couscous something to the, to the uh, effect of, um, they, they call it biaveta, which is like an orzo, a sementini, which is also something, uh, or a pisolini, some type of an Italian name, but the couscous that they would call that we that 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 the Tunisians call is uh, the couscous, which actually is made in the exact same way, except that it's steamed. You know, it's, it 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 goes through a small die cast to make it very small and very fine, and then once it comes out of the oven, to before they say that. It's edible. And this is what Mendelssohn, Mendelssohn writes back to me and says, you know, this couscous is not like any other spaghetti because all the other spaghettis basically are not edible at the time of the discharge. That type of spaghetti really has, really, really needs no, no more cooking at, at, at that point. And, it's, and they seem that even though it's, you know, it's dried, you know, it's dried, but it seems to have a different teva, a different teva than your, your typical spaghetti that the housewife goes ahead and makes. Tunisia still maintained 
a uh, ad hayom, ad hayom, a very from community. There's a community in Jerba, a community in Tunis, and this particular factory comes in Sfax, S F A X. So the Rabbi Rashi in Tunisia at that time was a person by the name of Rabbi Chaim Mader, Zichron His son now is a Rav in, in Tunisia. So I wrote to him and asked him, what was this, what is the story with couscous, which has a very similar shaila, and that similar shaila is with potato flakes. We have a company that's in Pennsylvania, who actually the the, the balabas the original balabas of this uh, of this factory was the same one who owned the uh, the, the farm where we have prior to the farm the chal of Yisrael. and he wanted to, us to to get involved and to give the hechsher on potato flakes. Potato flakes is an, again a similar situation a similar situation in in the, in the fact that. We, you go ahead and you make a bishul. In the, in the case of potato flakes, it's very similar to instant rice, that the potato flakes are nisbashel poltzarko. Then it's nisyavesh. They go ahead and they, they mix up the whole potato with mono and diglycerides. And they put it on a, on a, on a Teflon a drum. And they go ahead and they kind of scrape it off like a piece of paper, like you would be making paper. And then they would, you know, they would make it into a, a dehydrated potato flake. And the shayla is, can you, does that potato flake require bishul Israel to be able to, to or can you, uh, or is it, does the, uh, the drying, does the drying, um, it, or is it, let's, let's, go, let's say that, the, the, that since you're, you're dehydrating it, then, and you have to rehydrate it, that that would be enough. Okay, so we have to go ahead and make, and I know that Rabbi Holland touched on this, I guess, and when he gave his shear in terms of Bishul Akum, we know that there is a criteria of how that we, have, that we say, and that it's very, very clear in uh, the Chachmas Odom, in the Klal Samach Vav, which is uh, mirrors uh, Kufyud Gimel, where it says, "Dover shebishlo nochri afil bebeisol shal Yisrael bechlishal Yisrael asrul chazal." That the the chachamim took that if somebody was being cooking something in somebody in the house of uh, even the house of, of Yisrael, that even if the if the uh, as you know that Rabbi Kivalevich comes from Memphis, we know you got the, the somebody in the house that's going to have the staff who's going to go ahead and cook for you. You know, and they say even if she would do it, and, and the yid does not, the yid and it does not turn on the fire. It's also mishum chasnus because they, they, they put a zero that we should not be familiarize ourselves with the, the goyim because of intermarriage or oh, and he brings another reason for it also. That if the if a yid is going to go ahead and eat that they say from the bishul of of a goy. So it says, that you know that because of your familiarity with the guy, that they're going to take you something, tummy, you're not going to think about it. You know, this is go ahead and the from Yavera. So there is the criteria of what is considered to be something which is in that category that we're that we're talking about. So they say 
that if you look in Kufid Gimel Aleph, they say they're, they're very clear. It's something which you do not eat uh, raw. And this is a very this is a very important criteria that that we pointed out as far as in the Starcade or behind him. But it has to be number one. It has it, it cannot be eaten or is not eaten raw. It has to be all Shulch Malachim, and it has to be when it goes on the Shulch Malachim, Lalafes Boas Hapas. All the Parperas should be Shluch, or for some stuff of Parperas after, which would mean that, that it has to be something that requires cooking, as in the case of a potato, and that it, because it cannot be or rice, and it has to be all Shulch Malachim. Now, there's a very interesting little caveat to that, and that is, and this is, and this is why it called bishulakum is what they call a moving target. So that even though you have aloha that it's considered to be that it's considered to be oil that it has to be oil al shulchem and that's not nechal chai. So we know that 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 they have one of these things that they speak about in the chokmas adam. And this is one thing that they speak about when they speak mine lefosos shikari marin. Marin verivin. Marin is carrots. Now, carrots, we know, you know, for we as Americans and Bugs Bunny, we go ahead and we eat raw carrots. They did not eat raw carrots. They say, and, they, and, and, and tr- interestingly enough, in the, in the Aruch HaShulchan, in Simon Yud Gimel, in Yud, in Simen Yud Ches of Kuf Yud Gimel, it says tapuchei adam shikarim kartoflach or bulbis. This neural fiadetsi says mikre ain olo shulchan malachim. That's according to the aruch shulchan that a potato is not olo shulchan malachim, which is not the case by us. Which is one of the things that the chokhmasadam. Which this is the very very uh, important criteria that we have to to realize and of understanding the the of this halacha klolo shel davar hakol haylech achar hamoko. And it's also, and then, and then plus, give spring, this is also in the Chochmas Adam in Simon Dalid, that depending upon the place and the time or time and the place, something could at one point be Oyel Shoch and at other times would not be Oyel Shoch Now, it's interesting that the, uh, in, in the Tshuva that, uh, that Rav Mader Zichron Levracha brings, he says that he says this is Bishnas. Hey, tough Shin Gimel Bishnas Haraov. There was in 1943. There was a famine. There was a famine in in Tunisia, and they did not want to eat the couscous. They said because they, according to them, couscous is all shulchan malachim. So they say, but they said, I said buy us a couscous to mechuser and mazon. Matzvah a couscous and the shalu. Then they say that. There was they asked the Moreno Moreno the Rebbe and they says Atara Satara says it's, it's, it's Rebbe Chazite Akoin and he says and he has a safer called Simchas Kohen Chelak Dalad Simin Aleph and he says that you could do it the Kriyimachshur it Bishasat Chak so you know and so because there by by the by the Tunisians couscous is something which was Oyel Al Shulchan Baloch. Now the the question the question was uh, actually 
you know, we were made a, a similar diyun, although we were kind of machmir. Uh, believe it or not, I was, you know, and we were talking about this, about something similar to that, um, that, that, that was not oil al I happened to just be, I was together with Rabbi Ruven Haver, who is from, who is from Iran, which would figure their sister, that they would be sister Svardim. When they were talking about, I mentioned that I'm going to be talking about couscous. Rabbi Haver says, what are you talking about? So he said, okay. So, you know, so that would be, that would be one out. That would be one out. But here is the, here is the question that we had. Actually, this, this is, if you, if you look at Simon Kufyut Gimel and the Yad Ephraim, they say, this was the question. And this was called this Afkas Rocham. This is really the, they say, this is, it says here in Hagar, but they're speaking about Michael ben Drosoy. They say that what's the cry, the, the, the cutoff criteria, if let's say a guy is going to cook something that, that Michael ben Drosoy, it's already, uh, it's already considered to be enough of a cooking, you know, and we've, we, we've had that diyun also. So let's say the guy goes ahead and even, even a little bit that they say that if, if, if the guy does it and then that's already your but at that point of Michael, of Michael Ben Rassoy, part of this, part of the part, he says, you're cooked. But, but let's listen to the question that Afkas Rochel has. This says, it says here, this is they were talking about some type of a wheat wheat product that they got it just like have a rice product they were probably using like wheatina or something like that Rabbi Kivalovich that's probably something like in the south like I once had one of these my balabustas in in in, uh, in Birmingham Alabama that says there ain't no better Michael than than bagels and grits so there was a type of a wheat grits you know. So they say it was it got to Michael Ben Rasoy by the Goy, the Chosrin, Mayavshin, and then all of a sudden it got dried, and then says Eisen Kedelasos Grisin. So they made the they were had they made the Grisin, they made the made the grits, and they veshuvein necholim elayadei bishul acher. So they say you have to recook it to be able to be eaten. So the, the question is when you go to Michael Ben Rasoy, so they say and you dry it, you dry it, then we say that that the first the, the initial bishul has quote unquote evaporated in a in a in a in a literal and a figurative sense that it evaporated and then if the yid goes ahead and has to cook it again then that becomes good that becomes good so they say you know and um, just as on terms of a a, a, a shayla, in terms of uh, of uh, of this of Michael Ben Drosoy when it comes in and has to be dehydrated to a point where you have to go ahead and to to to, to cook it again we find you know, we I had one other question, which I personally had a question. This would have been a real rev not to think to do. You know, we we they have these like canned little potatoes, which you don't need to do anything except that when you, if you want to make it, if you want to make it um, uh, really edible, you have to to cook it. Then you have to spice it, and you have to harden it, and yet that. But as far as the ethan bishul is concerned. So I once asked a, a chef, the head chef in the White House, and the head chef in the White House says, we will never use anything. It's not considered, a canned product is not considered to be oil. So we weren't, you know, that, we, that was sort of like getting, getting out of it. 
but then we sort of said that you know there's no there's no there's no afkas rochel to go at because of drying it. You really have been fully cooked. So even though we go ahead and you and and you're attacking it, even though they're study hetter, we take we take a a machmerdikin position as far as going ahead because it's like mevushal kol and therefore even though you put another spasa and you go ahead and make it as as the halacha says mitzamek biyafelo, that we still hold that that's that's so the bishul that it never is nemavek the the uh, the uh, the original bishalakum it still stays there now in our cases here in our cases here we had we discussed the couscous we discussed the, the dehydrated potato flakes and then we had rabnotas instant instant rice so in in what we when we were kind of making this t- taking this drishava hakira the question is, which is he brings this down as as we go through this chuva again, sort of like you you go um, that we he you know as he's saying you know Yisrael also he goes you know afterwards he brings a he brings a case of ginger of zangzol I mean by us zangzol is not all al sholchem so the question is though, and this is a very this is a critical question. And this was the question of what happens if you have it dried, but they say that you don't have a dying nikar bishul shalagoy because the only thing that you need to do to go ahead, and it says, and this is what he says, then about the what? which is potato flakes. So he says, Shabishol Yabishol Gomer Miagoy. The gum shaino nechal achar kach achar yibush. Ah, eno tsarich bishol gomer mechodosh. Kiel on his bashal club. Says, You don't need, you don't need to do, which is what happened with the instant rice. We found out, and it's true, instant rice by, by Riviana in Memphis is totally cooked. It is dried, but if you look at how an instant rice, a piece of instant rice looks different than regular rice. Hard regular rice really needs to have a full bishul for a tikkun. Same thing with parboiled rice. Even though parboiled rice is not a shayla, because when, you, when they were when they were mispashulate, it was not ayyullah However, however, at the point of parboil, parboil needs to have a even in a, it needs to have a total bishul. Instant rice does not. So instant rice, so this is for years and years and years and years. Rabnata was there for us to light the fire to, that that at that that same yesoid that I had at that's the same yesoid that I had at morning call cafe for the beignets is exactly what happens at Riviana Rice. With the same plaque of Rabnata, that as long as that boiler goes, and they knew Rabbi Greenblatt was coming to go ahead and to light the fire, and they always knew that if it was okay, there's Fourth of July. If it was down, they had five boilers there, and the rabbi had to come. They would not make a move without Rabnata, because that is the shaila, the afkas rochel's heter of going ahead and being this is that what they say the Loshon is? The Miyavshin Kolkach Ad 
שאין נאכולים אל ידי בישול אחר, והבישול הראשון אין ניכר בהם, אין שם. Here the Bishul Arishan is Nikar in it because the only thing that you have to do is you have to go ahead and you have to, 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 to uh, put some hot water on it. The same thing with the couscous. The only nafkamina between the couscous, which we'll take issue with Rav Mader's tshuva, and what we do is that the fact is that couscous by us is really not, now remember, that, that the thing of which has to be as a moving target, Bizman and Moko, maybe in Tunisia it is. I know I, I always know about potato chips. Somebody said that, that you know, that it might be oil al mulachim. You know, we, it depends on who's the melech, you know. But the, the, the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is that in our case, in our case, the couscous is not really oil. And as, as Rabbi Chavir said, even in Iran, it's not oil, but rice is oil. Nobody's going to take issue with the fact that rice is, an, is something which is Eilah Shulchan Molochim, therefore you needed the, the, the Rabnata's lighting of those boilers to be able to eat those bag in the, the, those, those rice, which is, you know, boil in the bag rice. Because you really don't have to boil it in the bag. You can just put some hot water and it can even rehydrate it in cold. I mean, we eat, eat the Nech like that. But potato, but the potato flakes is an interesting Shaila. He actually makes a deem there. That some potato flakes are just done, you know, as as we know that in the halacha, the halacha that they bring that they bring down is it's only um, uh, that bishalakum is that it was only al ha'esh, but it says and they say as you look in the in the chachmasodom in hay, which will be sifyud gimel in kufyud gimel, it says what it says rock ha'or. What happens if you're be, if you're going ahead? And you have that, you, as they say, you just have a kitor, and you just have steam, edim, or the steam, or malicha, or kvisha. The, 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 the gzera, the gzera of, the gzera of, uh, of bishalakum is, 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 uh, is not, it was, was not established there. Our potato, our potato flakes in Keystone is, are, is done ayudei ha, well, it's, it's, it's a boiler, but the, but the, but the potatoes are totally cooked. So you would have that, that issue. We also like the boiler there by Keystone. With rice, the instant rice, totally cooked. It goes ahead and that is the one, the, the one thing that is, that is absolutely not compromising. So that is, so as, as we can go ahead and conclude, that in the situation where it's and you don't need to have a total bishul, then you don't have that real heter of the aftas rochel. So the only thing that you have to do is you have to go ahead and to make and to and to do a paula. So the question is, and can the paula stay in past in posterity? Can it stay stay for two months? There are there are those that they heard Rabbi Yashiv said not, but Reb you know, said you know we can go from we can go straight from Mardi Gras until Christmas and see you then and eat your beignets. That would be fine. But then, and, and that was, and that's the way that we, we ice here in Riviana, and that is the sugya of Bishalakum there. But I'm saying, but the truth of the matter is, because by us, Bulgar wheat was not only a shochem malachim. See that again. So yeah, that yeah, we, yeah, but then in, in, in uh, Lebanese cuisine and so forth, it's a, it's a big delicacy. It's I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it is. Let me tell you like this. Let me tell you like this, that when Haver tells me that it's not Ola shochem, I was blown away. Oh, I'm blown away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all totally, in other words, the Isser is based on where it was. So even though you're importing it from a place 
You're, you, Correct. In yes. other words, in other words, the, the point is, is that even though where it's going, it's not since the place where it was made, it was. So it's also everywhere now. Of course, that's a good question. That's a, no, so that's that is a question of Zman and Mokom that we've all we Rav Heinemann has always asked us the question, you know, because if we're if they're making it for us, that it, whether or not that, that Zman and Mokom it may, it may make it also for them. And, and not for us. That's the way I think that we've made that deal. And that's a very good question. That's a very, very, so, very, very good question. Because so, so, L'Chayr, the question, you know, it's, it, it, you know, again, there's the, uh, there's the Misa and there's the effect. Um, and, and over here, again, obviously, since it's, it's being shipped and it's going not from the place where it was made, it's a factory. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of sniffing here to be Mako, right? Yes, there are, oh boy, are there ever. Yes, yes. But, you know, but sometimes we want to try to do a little Chatzchila. You know, you yeah. know. I, I, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you. I, I want to say something from Bible Noten, and I guess well, it's so important because I, 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 I must admit, I know that Rabbi Yoshua is he's a real Talmud. I, you know, I, I, but I, I start quoting Rabbi Noten a lot, and one thing that he was very chilled about. If, let's say, you know, if let's say we found a problem in a plant, and he'd say, look, first he said, let's. He was he was very. He was so chilled about it. if any any place you, you could let anybody into his plant. He says, and look, if they find the problem, we'll make it. To it's not a problem. You know, it 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 sort of, you know, that was a it's a hashkafa of going to be Makabel. And it's also a phenomenal hashkafa at much as how, you know, he viewed himself. He had, a, he had a great self-image, you know. Yeah, not, well, you know self-confidence. He was solution-driven. He felt there was nothing above him that he ah. couldn't. That there was nothing that he probably could not deal with. That and, is true. And that, and that, true. that confidence in himself, the confidence that he had, and his mastery of things allowed him to have that sort of attitude. Mm-hmm. And he also understood that getting, you know, losing your head about something is the worst way because that will affect your mental acuity mm-hmm. to be able to deal with the issue, right? Yeah, so but, he, but he was never, but he was never a pushover. You know, if he had to be tough, he was tough. He was tough. No, he wasn't. A, he wasn't a cow. But he, no, he but, but he, un, he felt that he would be able to be miyashiv of the issue in some way, if you right. could. Right. Send somebody to the factory in Tunisia to do that? That's what you um, No, we dropped the Hesher. Because <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't. Right, no, we couldn't, couldn't. Yeah, that was the thing. Yeah, I hear, I hear. All right, Rabbi Rosen, thank you okay. so much. Uh, it, was, it, it was illuminating, and like we say, um, right. it, it, was, it was definitely like a, it was a great rice trail that we... we Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.